All right. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the newsletter. We're here today to talk about my A Night With show, the A Night With series, which is returning for 2023 with the first proper show of the year featuring the amazing Vera Allen uh, in Wellington, June 15th, Vogelmorn Bowling Club. Uh, I haven't done one in Wellington before, but I've been wanting to for a long time. I haven't done one in Vogelmorn, obviously, but they've been really keen to have me there. And I have had a little practice run with Vera at the Welcome to Nowhere Festival, who had me there doing a couple of those, um, one with Ben Woods and, yeah, one with Vera Allen, someone that I hadn't met prior to the show, or the festival, I should say. Um, but, wow, such great music and this, like, great mix of, I don't know, vulnerability and, like, coolness i don't really know how else to describe it but vera's great we had a great time and i left and i think a lot of people watching it left um i think we did we just did a shorter version of the show um feeling like wow it'd be really great to do more of that so here we are i'm very grateful to vera allen for um signing on and being keen and i just think especially post um ideal home noise the latest record that, sh- that has come out via Flying Nun, of course. Um, that, yeah, it's just a, such a great time to dive into her and her music and the album and everything. I think it's going to be a wonderful night. Um, so, yeah, if you're in Wellington, please come along to that. Um, there's ticket links in the newsletter, on my Instagram, everywhere. You know where to find it. Um, there are tickets are only $20. It's going to be a great show. Um, and if you're not in Wellington, but you know how great it's going to be or... Uh, you wish you could be there, then tell a Wellington friend. Get them to go along. Um, yeah. Anyway, I thought that some people might not know um, about A Night Worth, what it is. So I just wanted to do like a little, I wanted to kind of share my perspective of the show, you know, um, as the person who developed it at Whammy Bar with um, the crew that worked there were really instrumental in helping craft it and put it together as well. And it's slow evolution over time um, into what it is today. So I've started with quite a strong statement, but I believe it to be true. I'm more proud of a night with than anything I've ever done in music. Um, It's a bold statement, but it's just true. Like I don't get as satisfied by anything else as I, as compared to finishing in a night with show and, and having experienced that energy and, you know, the music and the, and the talking, it's, it really is something special. Um, and I think a big part of that is that it's a really good show and format for not only the audience who get a very intimate, um, lengthy and deep kind of dive into this musician and this music that they really love they have a big connection to but the artist also gets to kind of see people taking them seriously and gets to really directly feel appreciation for their music which is not something really in like 
2023 it's very hard to be in a situation to get that like you can't really get that through digital mediums and then often when you're playing live it's quite a hostile context like it's in a dark room it's late at night maybe people are drinking and having fun and you're just kind of the background for that or um maybe there are people who haven't heard of you before you're opening for someone else or someone's just come along or checking you out and there's a kind of added pressure to um have a good impression or or perform you know your music well and that's like if not a hundred percent of gigs that's like 95 of percent of everyone's gigs so this is a completely different context for that because people are there to literally only see you um and by you i mean the artist and hear your music and be engaged like they're the quietest shows where everyone is just like present and paying attention and it just creates this wonderful open vulnerable comfortable air it's really like it's really like a living room show but it's still a show it's not just people fucking around it's like you're but you're like hanging out in the living room with your favorite artist and they're chatting away to you in between playing like almost directly you songs it's i love it it wasn't necessarily something i realized would be the case going into it but very quickly like having the artist coming off stage um saying how grateful they were and how much they loved it was really special because you don't you know as a promoter or as a musician as as well you you kind of everything's kind of for the audience and that's that's great like if they have a great time if the show went well it's kind of on the metrics of like for the audience like the show went well for the audience and the musician's experience is kind of secondary often so it's it was it's really cool to like be part of something where both the artist and the audience's experiences are the primary um focus of the whole show of the 90 minutes you know and um so i should explain what is this like the vibe of the show it's it's just a seated 90 minute long show that alternates between conversation and live performances from the artist it usually goes about two to three songs and then a a 10 minute chat to two to three songs 10 minute chat that kind of thing but i'm the the thing with it is that i'm more of a guide than a host so i'm not going into it with any pre-prepared questions i don't go into it with like um with like really strict like yes we have to talk for 10 minutes and it t- and it and at you know 8:45 it's time for three more songs like that's not really how it goes it's more going into it with the artist knowing they're going to be playing two or three songs and at the end of that they're going to finish and look at me and I'm going to start talking to them and I use that time those first few songs just to kind of ground in the space really tune into them and listen to them and just as I do when I listen to music really feel it let myself wander and explore inside of it and often if an impression or a question or a or a feeling comes to me and that's the first thing I say when they finish and I just trust that I'm a human being and we know how to have conversations and I'll just react to what they're saying um and, and those are all skills I learned from doing the Harco Meets Humans podcast with Point and Studios. We did like over 50 episodes and very quickly you learn that like 
it's very easy to have your own view of who a person is. Like I remember learning and, and that that can ruin conversation because you're, you're trying to converse with someone who isn't actually there because you've made them up. You, and, and if you don't, and that the, the longer you don't listen to the person in front of you, the longer that miscommunication is going to go on. <laughs> and I learned that very quickly. Um, I, one of my very first podcast interviews, even when I was doing it on my own, um, like literally in my living room was with Andrew from Die Die Die, who I'm a huge fan of. And I think the first half of the podcast is so awkward and so like stop starty because I'm asking specific questions and, and trying to get into certain things that I had assumed from my experience of the band were important because they're important to me that Andrew was just like not anywhere in that space or, or caring about any of those things. And so he was having to kind of put himself in a different space than he was on that day to try and answer those. It make yeah. So you're just so much better to, I, I put all the effort into inviting and approaching artists that I really like. And I'm very picky and hard on that because I know if I get that right, then everything else is going to be super easy. Like, I'm I'm interested in them. They have interesting things to say. Their music is really good. And so whatever we chat about is going to be really interesting. And that's just kind of how the show goes. And I do often throw it to the audience and back because that's something we learnt developing the show as well is that um, in the same way that me listening to the artist keeps the conversation on track for the night and where we are as who we are now throwing it to the audience keeps it keeps the show on track for what their what everyone what they're interested in what they want to hear like if if and and stops me and the artist going off on some wild tangent um and brings people in so if they ask about a certain something then i can calibrate in my mind like ah oh, i wasn't going to talk about that I wasn't going to talk about that realm of stuff or ask about that realm of stuff because I wasn't sure if it was interesting, but someone just asked about that. So let's bring it back to more that kind of stuff. And yeah, for all those reasons, I just think like, and, and that's how the, the, the vibe itself kind of gets crafted and becomes this kind of special, unique thing, I think, um, where we have just so much fun. Um, and I'm super excited to be doing it at Vogelmorn um, Bowling Club you know how it usually goes in the music industry is like when you're trying to put on an event you're you're the one constantly contacting venues not getting replies trying to just like there's just like it's just basic communication stuff where you're essentially just trying to like hire a service essentially like uh, 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 you know venues and i've written a lot about venues and venue owners and how much i appreciate them and how great a lot of them are um but that's kind of the like in terms of setting it up. It's very transactional. It's very like um, you're busy people. Sometimes it's disorganized. Sometimes all these things. So Vogelmorn, the people who I've been talking to, Lily and um, Nicola, they have been like super uh, excited and energetic and contacting me about getting things happening and coming and putting the show on there. And they'd they'd seen the show at um, Welcome to Nowhere as well and just 
really liked it and and just really wanted to have it at their space and be a part of it and like that is such an amazing feeling as like a promoter um in the industry is like having someone excited to have you there is such a rarity um that that's just already put um brought such a a, a nice grateful um energy to the project so like that's not a whole nother reason i'm super excited to be there that's yeah i think it's gonna be great and the venue looks amazing i haven't been able to be there i've seen a few of my friends play there i'm very excited to get along and check it out um now i have i haven't ever made any recordings of the show public um and the reason for that is very simple is that like we all act differently when we know there's a camera on us. And I think some of the conversations and some of the artists that we've had on stage and some of the best moments, I don't uh, often are quite vulnerable moments, um, quite real. And having us having the ear of this is being recorded and going to be public. I just don't know if a lot of those moments would have happened. Um, and that would have been a real shame for both myself and the live audience on the night because it is a live show that I'm trying to promote live show people to come along and exist and experience things. And I think it's important to put that solidly as my primary intention and while I do want to be able to share some of the great conversations and performances with people who obviously just can't make it to Wellington, like not everyone lives in Wellington or if I do one in Auckland or all these places, because I go to the artist. So it's wherever the artist is based or if they want to do one in another place, then that's cool. Like Harley Unclear wanted to do one in Dunedin and Auckland. So we did both, but obviously you're not going to be able to make it and that sucks. Um, and you'd love to like, We'd all love to hear what Vera's going to say about some of those songs or the recording of the album or the, you know, the solo versions of a lot of those songs. Um, so it's a real balancing act. But it's something that is important that I do want to share. I do want people not... I want, it to, I want to make it accessible for people who can't just come along. Um, so the kind of compromise I've landed on is that... I will be recording this show and other shows this year. Definitely audio, probably some video as well. Very DIY, so don't expect. <laughs> it's not going to be a whole thing. But um, And then I'm just going to let the artist decide how much of it they want shared or which sections. Or maybe it's a song or two with this, this clip of chat. Or maybe it's the whole show. Or maybe it's these things. And... I think that's a really fair, safe way, like essentially handing the keys over to the artists themselves to make the final decision on what gets shared publicly. And you, if you can't make it or if you choose not to come, then that's the roll of the dice. You may still be able to hear the entire A Night with Vera Allen. I don't know, um, but you might not hear any of it. So that's kind of where I am with that at the moment. Um, I hope I can share some of it because there's been some amazing, amazing things over the years. So, um, yeah, that's a quick rundown of a night with. Uh, we've got 
this is the only one announced so far. I can tell you um, that we've got, I've got one more booked in in July at Vogelmorn as well with a Wellington artist. And I'm in talks with a third Wellington artist to do one in August, um, who's someone I've been trying to chat with for a long time. Um, and there are a couple of slightly bigger artists who have expressed some interest to me in doing it, but you know, it starts to get a bit, um, difficult to execute, uh, once you get to a certain sized artist, because, you know, they have, you know, proper professional booking agents and proper professional schedules and all of these things and, and the interfacing between, um, that kind of those systems and, the very DIY system that I inhabit, um, it starts to get a little bit complicated. Um, so some of those might happen, but we'll we'll see. I'm not going to talk about them until they they definitely do. Um, but yeah, I'm very I, I love this show. I want to you know in a perfect world, I'd be doing two. I want to be doing two of these a month across the country. I want to go over to you know Melbourne and start doing them. Um, probably with New Zealand artists who live there and then branch out. You know, I, I, I really believe in this show and I hope you can come along. Um, if you can't, I hope I can share some of it with you. And thank you for listening and reading. I really appreciate you. Um, go listen to Vera Allen's Ideal Home Noise out on Flying Nun. It's super raw and real and beautiful. And if you come along to the show, Buy your ticket now. Don't wait for the door sales. I have a feeling this one might go. It's limited capacity, so because we keep it seated, so um, we 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 again put the vibe first. So limited capacity. If you want to be there, make sure you just buy a ticket. They're only twenty dollars under the radar. Last year they were thirty dollars, but it just didn't feel right. Um, with inflation and and how much how you know tough it is for people out there to charge people that much when you know we can make the show work for twenty dollars we can we can we can get by um and i split all the profits 50 50 with the artist as well so you know you're coming along you're 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 supporting vogelmorn you're seeing a great show and you're um financially and emotionally supporting vera so i'd love to see you there um and thanks for listening